Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Coast to Coasties podcast. I'm recording this on Thanksgiving weekend. I'm hopeful that everyone's having a joy of a weekend, hanging out with family and friends, stuffing themselves with turkey, ham, stuffing, cranberry sauce, the whole nine yards for whatever you're eating for Thanksgiving. I've loved it all. I've been very privileged this year to be able to attend not one, but two Thanksgiving dinners within a matter of a week. So definitely got a fair share of leftovers to get through in the fridge, and I hope that you all have delicious leftovers as well. Getting into today's episode, with it coming around the holiday season, I thought it would be a good time to discuss with school semesters ending for colleges and high school, maybe you're looking into potentially going to college or joining the military, and you've been listening to this podcast, which I'm very grateful for, in terms of swaying that decision, a big factor for a lot of high schoolers, for instance, or people who have yet to join a military service, is educational benefits that the military can provide you. Because you see so often coming out of college that they want the education, but also the job experience. So I'm sure everyone knows someone that went the military route for four years and got out of the service. They have a post 9-11 GI Bill. And what that gives them is huge, huge, huge leg up in free education at a university of their choice. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty details of the post-9-11 GI Bill because personally, I don't know the nitty-gritty details. There's resources in the Coast Guard or online. You can go to look up the nitty-gritty details of that post-9-11 GI Bill. What I do know, though, from my perspective looking out, is you serve your minimum four years active duty in the military, and... What you get in return, if you decide to separate from the service, in the Coast Guard in particular, you're going to become an inactive reservist for a few years. So you haven't left the Coast Guard completely yet. You still have obligations to the Coast Guard if they recall you for some reason during that time. But by all means necessary, you're effectively removed from the military. You've done your time active duty that you sought out to do for educational purposes. You go to college and you get a couple years of education paid for by the GI Bill, and you get your housing covered for wherever you're staying for that city in college to study your educational program while getting your tuition covered and your rent and housing covered. So it it significantly, significantly helps with, you basically, you're almost getting free college at this point, essentially. I mean, I know that you're going to have to pay for groceries if you have an apartment, but um, maybe little other things that aren't covered, which is why I don't want to get into the nitty-gritties on it. But by and large, you're going practically to college for free to get an education because you served in the military for four years. So that is a path that's open to, and I'm talking to a lot of people that want to use the military as a resource to get a free education. If you want to do your time, focus hard at your job, Get technical experience in a field that you would like to pursue on the civilian side afterwards. I think it's a great route. But what I'm more focused on talking about today is the opportunities that exist while serving in the Coast Guard. And that's a key distinction there because 
you can't use the GI Bill until after you've left the service. I think, again, there's a certain year requirement on that GI Bill, but you can end up transferring it to a spouse or eventually a child if you do X amount of years in the military service too. So maybe you're not even getting it for yourself, but for a loved one or a future child. If that's your intention, GI Bill is a great opportunity that you'll be able to use in the future. Now, circling back to the people who want to get an education, so maybe you want to get a bachelor's degree, but you don't have the money for school. So you think, I'll join the Coast Guard for four years, I'll use the GI Bill, and I'll get my education that way. Well, you end up joining the Coast Guard, and it turns out you really like the Coast Guard because we're an awesome organization, and it's a fun one to be a part of. And you really enjoy your job that you're doing in the Coast Guard. So four years comes up, you know, I want to stay in the Coast Guard. So you end up re-upping, you re-enlist, you um, re-sign an extension to serve a couple more years. Or as an officer, you end up integrating, which requires a hefty commitment and service time after that. And caveat to this is that a degree is not required if you go through the OCS route for becoming an officer. But if you're directly trying to come in as a civilian, a degree is required. So if you're not in the Coast Guard yet, then this is what you're going to want to do because you can't become an officer unless you have a degree, unless you're prior enlisted and you have a certain number of college courses, I think is how it goes. But any civilians, you need that degree. So I'm gearing this part of the discussion towards enlisting in the service. So getting back to it, what we have as an opportunity on the enlisted side or officer side is a program called tuition assistance for actively serving military members. You've decided that you want to stay in the Coast Guard. You're going to make this career long-term. However, you know that if you leave the service after having all these years into it, that a lot of civilian world jobs still want you to have a bachelor's degree or a college education of some sorts, trade education. And what the Coast Guard is so gracious to do is they offer a tuition assistance program for actively serving members. So going back to that scenario, you decide after four years you want to re-enlist in the Coast Guard. You also, however, want to get a college education so that you have that in your back pocket for when your time in service comes to an end, regardless if that's at the eight-year mark or if that's at the 20-plus year mark. You want that college degree. So what the Coast Guard is generous enough to do is provide this tuition assistance program, which is a very generous one currently, and it fluctuates. So quote me as of November 2023. It could change. But they offer $4,500 a year in helping you pay for college courses. Now, there's a cap limit for credit hours. So what that cap limit is per the tuition assistance policy 
is that you cannot exceed $250 per semester credit hour or $166 per quarter credit hour. And what this is saying is that every class you take in college has credits. So maybe you're learning biology 101 and that's three credits. So tuition assistance covers you for three credit hours, $250 per credit hour. So while you're thinking, oh, the course is under $4,500, but let's say that there's three credits and each credit hour costs 500. Tuition assistance would cover you for the first 250 on each of those credit hours. And then you would have to front the next 250. So they would pay 750 and you would pay 750. You'd essentially be paying for half of your college in that scenario. But what we have is a very, very generous group of universities that come down to the level that their courses each cost what the cap limit is for tuition assistance. So at Liberty University, for instance, or American Military University, Columbia Southern, we have all these great universities, and keep those three in mind. Again, Liberty University, American Military University, Columbia Southern University, they'll cap their three credit courses at $750, bringing the cost per credit down to $250, which by tuition assistance, we can use up to $250 per credit hour. So what does that mean for you? Serving in the military, taking one of these college degree courses at these institutions? It's free. Free college while serving in the military, active duty, not touching your GI Bill, mind you. And this has big implementations because if you can get free college using tuition assistance in the military while not touching your GI Bill, you can give that GI Bill at the end of a military career. If you do the full 20, give it to your spouse and she can get an education using the GI Bill perks that we went over earlier. Give it to your son that might be 10 years old. Give it to your daughter who's 15 and starting to look at colleges herself. You can give her the gift of free college. Isn't that awesome? Like, to be able to say that you have free college while serving the military using tuition assistance, and I won't sugarcoat it, you're not going to be able to take 15 credits. But you have a full-time job anyway, so credit to you if you could do 15 credits while serving fully active in the military. You must have a nice, easy land job if that's the case, on a desk or something where you get many hours to study college. Credit to that. (laughs) But for the majority of you sailing, you're not going to have that opportunity. And for the majority of you at land, you're also not going to have that opportunity time-wise because you have other commitments. So you'd be doing college at a slower pace. It wouldn't be, I'm getting this degree in four years. It's going to be stretched over a longer period of time doing this tuition assistance method. But it's so cool that you can match up that tuition assistance number with the bachelor's credit hours because you're essentially, you can do one course at a time and eventually by the end of your career, you'd have a full degree to be able to use with 
20 years of work experience. I'd say that person looks pretty competitive for a job if you had the same degree as someone coming out of high school going directly into college. Oh, but I also, I was in the military for 20 years and 20 years of experience in the Coast Guard actually doing this job. And I have the theory of degree to back it up. That person's getting hired in my books. So it makes you much more competitive for your job market too, doing this duo way. And I don't want to leave out, I had a bachelor's degree before I joined the Coast Guard. And so me, I had student loans to pay off. And as of right now, the Coast Guard will only work to help pay off student loans for people in the C-SPY program or people that are joining the Coast Guard as a civilian. They have a program offered right now for that. I believe in the background, now no one's confirmed this, the Coast Guard, for recruiting purposes, will eventually come out with a program to help people with existing student loans pay those off in exchange for time of service. That's just my take on it. It's not official, but I really do believe that is going to happen at some point down the pipeline, which I'll be grateful for for the others. But I'm trying to pay off my student loans um, before that ever comes to fruition for a dream. Because <laughs> I said, I'm not going to pursue my master's degree until I've paid off my bachelor's degree. And when you look at the master's degree programs, people think like, oh, master's degrees are pretty expensive in condensed courses. However, these same universities that I mentioned earlier offer master's degree programs that match tuition assistance. And if you do a master's degree course that maybe in totarium is 24 credits and you're getting three credits every eight weeks, the way this course is designed, you're looking pretty good to finish a master's program within a couple of years. And to me, that's completely awesome. Like... I didn't even think when I joined the Coast Guard, I'd be able to get a free master's degree. I knew I'd need a master's degree, becoming an officer eventually. It's competitive to have a master's degree by the time you make lieutenant commander at the 04 level, which is about 10 years into your career. So my original plan, not knowing this information, was I'll join the Coast Guard like I did. I enlisted. I'd work on paying off my college while doing my time on the cutter because I don't have a lot of expenses. Being out at sea so much, you have very minimal expenses. So based on that, I saved and I was paying off my loans. I got commissioned. I continued to pay off my loans. And then I was told about other avenues and programs the Coast Guard allowed, such as pursuing a master's degree, which I was not aware of before that. So I'm going to be taking advantage of tuition assistance, and I encourage everyone to take advantage of tuition assistance if they want to pursue a degree. Now, what I'll keep in mind, and this is what one of my company commanders told me at boot camp, don't get degrees for the sake of having degrees and saying, I have X amount of degrees. Get a degree, number one, because you want that degree, and number two, because it's going to benefit you in the future. And that is the two most important things I could ever say about utilizing college education. Have the desire and have the plan for how you want to use it potentially in the future. Otherwise, you could be wasting your time. They say there's a statistic that over 70% of people do not work in the field they study their college education in. And... You know, you don't want to waste that precious time because the military already is such a large time commitment. 
that you want to keep it as privy as possible what you do have for time getting into the officer side now we have the ability to use tuition assistance as well however there's another program that only officers can take advantage of at said time which is graduate school that's paid for in full by the coast guard and it essentially becomes a tour for you so tuition assistance you're working operationally or at a staff job at a unit for the coast guard what this coast guard graduate program does is they allow you to pick a college if you get accepted to the graduate program. It's a very, very, very competitive program. I should throw that out there in the beginning. And so don't bank on ever getting this. I've seen great people get passed over for this just because it's so competitive. So keep that in mind too as you're going about it. Anyway, you can pick a college out once you're accepted and there's a select list of majors that the Coast Guard needs to fill critical positions that benefit the Coast Guard. So you don't have the free range like you do with tuition assistance. However, this deal is one that's pretty hard to pass up on because in that first scenario I gave, you got a full-time job in the military. On top of that, you're taking college courses, which is just taking more time out of your day. And if you have other commitments that also take your time, you're one busy cat doing all that. But what this Coast Guard graduate program does is it becomes a billet for you. I'm a college student going to graduate school. And that could last a year and a half or two years. And what you get back to the Coast Guard exchange, so you could go from a cutter or an MSU or a sector, and you get picked up for this graduate program, then you go to Michigan State University or Texas A&M to study engineering for the Coast Guard because you signed a contract agreeing you would get a master's degree and utilize that to benefit the Coast Guard moving forward in the future. Now, what does that mean? Is that the Coast Guard has all these crazy projects that they do. And one of the head and centers for it that approves all these technical mechanical designs is the Marine Safety Center in Washington, D.C. So this is just one example of an agreement is you get selected for a mechanical engineering graduate program because the Coast Guard needs four people to go to mechanical engineering graduate school in 2024. So you're accepted and you pick Texas A&M to go to as your mechanical engineer in school. So... You end up going to Texas A&M as a full-time student whilst getting paid BAH and BAS and a salary by the Coast Guard. So let me cover that again. You're going to college with all these peers also going to Texas A&M for mechanical engineering. Only they're paying a bunch of tuition and they're paying for their apartment and they're paying for their food, well, you're getting paid a full-time salary. And you're also getting paid for your food. And you're getting BAH still for your apartment in the area you're living. So you get all the Coast Guard benefits, and you're just going to college full-time, and you're a student. You fill out your evaluation reports based on being a college student, 
it's an incredible deal. You're, you're getting fully paid by the Coast Guard to be a student for a couple of years. And at the end of the day, you've earned your master's degree in the program that you agreed and signed up for. This is why this program is so competitive. And this is something I never even knew about before I became an officer. So I just think it's really world-class that we have this opportunity. And there's always a caveat. doesn't come without its um, drawbacks. So let me give you the full picture on it because that sounds like a pretty good deal as of right now. And it, uh, even with the caveats, this deal is amazing. I'll throw that out there right now. I'm not bashing this deal. I think if anyone had the opportunity to do it, they would do it in a heartbeat, um, minus a few exceptional scenarios. But let me go through some of the things to consider before taking advantage of that one. Okay, so you've ultimately decided you want to get your graduate degree, and you want to do this route that the Coast Guard provides to do it with a graduate payback tour. So you go and you get that master's degree, then you were just getting paid by the Coast Guard for two years of college or a year and a half, however long it took you. Now what you got to do is you got to do your payback tour. So you'll end up going to a staff tour for four years. In this instance with the mechanical engineer, you end up going to the Marine Safety Center as one of your potential positions that you could be at in the Coast Guard. And you're utilizing your education that you just picked up at your master's degree program to benefit the Coast Guard and aid in their mission. So at the Marine Safety Center, they're looking at a lot of engineering plans and design construction plans for new ships. Basically, all that education that you just got in college, now you're applying it to the Coast Guard to help their mission out. So let me give you this time frame going about it because that's your essentially your payback tour for paying back that education that you just received is... When you put in for graduate school, let's say you did it on your second tour, so three-year tours on land-side tours for prevention side, you did your two inspector tours, and now you're going to graduate school. So graduate school takes you two years. That's eight years into your Coast Guard career. Then you're going to have four years at a staff tour, so you're ending up moving to 12 years into your Coast Guard career. Now, where the negative is of graduate school that people want to consider is, let's say that your friend used tuition assistance at the same time that you were doing this graduate school program. So the entire time that you're at graduate school and this payback tour, you're not operational in the field for the Coast Guard supporting the missions. You're at a um, support role in a staff position, which is doing great things for the Coast Guard. I will not bash that away whatsoever. But during your time in college, you don't have as much of a meaty OER or officer evaluation report to put in, which is a determining factor if you get promoted to that next rank. And where this was becoming an issue was Coast Guard right now is not as competitive for a promotion to lieutenant commander. But it used to be very, very, very competitive to get to lieutenant commander because if you didn't make it to lieutenant commander, you wouldn't hit your 20 years and be able to retire out of the Coast Guard. So people were trying to make themselves look the best way possible they could. And so what ended up happening was some of the panel would look at this graduate school time and it's widely understood because a lot of our admirals took advantage at one point of this graduate school program. So thankfully, 
it's not a huge negative factor. However, it's a positive boon to you if you did stay and do the tuition assistance route because while your buddies were at graduate school and doing their payback tour, you could be running a Marine Safety Detachment for the Coast Guard, doing a third operational tour, and getting your tuition assistance at the same time for that master's degree. So you both end up with a master's degree. And there's more flexibility to choose what you want to do. And why that operational time is key is because operational time is what's viewed as the Holy Grail in the Coast Guard as if you're operational, you're helping the mission, helping America out. And that looks really good for you for promotion-wise. So it's just a consideration you want to make to do your diligence and do your research if you want to take advantage of graduate school as to which route will be better for you. Because like I said, staying operational and doing the tuition assistance route where you're doing your full-time Coast Guard job while taking college classes, there's something to be said for that and it's very respected and highly looked upon. But at the same time, graduate school is an unbeatable opportunity for being able to be a full-time student while getting paid for the Coast Guard and doing the job, the King's business for them (laughs) afterwards. I think what's the determining factor for me, if I'm choosing, is, is one of the programs the Coast Guard needs for their graduate programs what I would have gotten my master's degree in anyways? If I say yes to that, then I will go the Coast Guard graduate school route. If that answer is no, for instance, they have one position in the last pool for an industrial hygienist. Let's say that you want to be an industrial hygienist using your master's degree. Columbia Southern offers then a tuition assistance program. There's no cap to how many military members can go through that. So what if you didn't get selected that one potential time, because you can only get selected for graduate school as you're ending a current tour so you get one maybe two chances likely two chances because of the career needs and stuff but i digress to get accepted that graduate school program whereas you can apply at any time to work in that tuition assistance program so there's a lot more flexibility with it and you know good luck and timing isn't as necessary either so getting back though that would be my determining factor is is this a program I want to do and it's available through the Coast Guard graduate program? If those answers are both yeses, I'm going the Coast Guard graduate route. That's an unbeatable deal. Any other scenario, I would go tuition assistance, especially in today's environment where they need operational people. We're at a deficit of operational officers in these roles across the board, whether that's a float, prevention, response. We're at a deficit of officers. And so to be that person that says, I'm going to stay operational while doing tuition assistance, that's going to look really good on you for promotion-wise. And that's a heavy factor to consider. Now, when making these decisions about college, of course, timing is everything because I want to make sure, first and foremost, you succeed as a coastie. And... At the end of the day, a successful coastie is someone who looks after themselves and their career goals for their future. So the Coast Guard, we have a saying, is going to take everything it can out of you. 
So you got to maximize what you get out of the Coast Guard. And the way to maximize what you get out of the Coast Guard is taking advantage of education opportunities while you're in. Because you have the GI Bill accessible to you after the Coast Guard. But maybe you want to give that to a family member. So take advantage of the education opportunities while you're in the Coast Guard. But the important thing to remember about that is you want to do it at the right time, too. You don't know how long the education benefits are going to last as they currently are stayed in the tuition assistance program. But I would also encourage you to consider, well, this job is very stressful that I'm trying to get qualified in enough that I have my obligation to the papers that I signed in terms of being proficient at my job to make my unit's life easier. And you start getting clout and more leniency as you become proficient at your job in the Coast Guard. It becomes easier. You're learning how to manage tasks more effectively time-wise. So you're essentially buying yourself more time to free up those education blocks that you want to pursue. And where I find this to be very important is when we're talking about doing this tuition assistance program or Coast Guard graduate program, mind you, is the graduate program you're kind of stuck on their time frame because of having to do it on a transfer season and the limitations that has in terms of time and be able to start. For everyone doing tuition assistance, however, though, really consider that it's going to take a while to get a bachelor's if you do the tuition assistance route, so you don't want to start too late. But don't start too early that you're overwhelming yourself in your current job while doing the college route. Because the last thing that I want to see is to you to overwhelm yourself to the point where you're saying, I can't do both. I'm just going to leave and pursue college and go do what I want to do. Many great Coasties finish their degrees while in the Coast Guard. And that is a huge accomplishment day. If you're at my unit and you tell me that you finish your degree while at the unit, I'm probably going to be making you some of my famous marble cookies because that is a huge accomplishment to be celebrated. I would take an afternoon to congratulate you and have a party if I was running the command in that show because it's something that not a lot of people, at least in my lifetime, have been able to say they've done is complete college. I mean, of course, coming to the Coast Guard now, you see all kinds of people with degrees, but where I grew up, not a lot of people went to college and... That's something to be very proud and accomplished of yourself for. And so I want to stress that point greatly is that do it at the pace that you're comfortable doing it at. No one's pressuring you. And for sure, you want to make sure you get it in early because maybe you decide you enlist and you stay enlisted for a while and you want to become a warrant officer. Having a college degree at a warrant officer panel is huge. That makes you very competitive. You have that college education. And I just want to see you succeed in those endeavors that you want to do later on. But in order to succeed in those endeavors that you have lined up for yourself later on, you're doing yourself a huge favor to lay the seeds out early. So we've talked about how to budget in previous episodes with the thrift savings plan. That's budgeting your finances. What education's doing is more budgeting your mentality and lifestyle to be able to 
excess and succeed at those opportunities you potentially will want to do in the future. So if you want to go to OCS, Officer Candidate School, if you want to promote to become a warrant officer down the road, or if you even have the hintest idea of thinking you might want to do that, you got to set yourself up early and start that tuition assistance when you're ready, but don't wait till three quarters done of your enlisted career to get started, or it might be too late. So that's just my encouragement for people that want to pursue these opportunities that require higher education to make yourself more competitive, I guess is the right words of saying it, is if I were in your shoes where I was still trying to get a college degree, I would work hard for that as early in my career as possible for one key reason, one key reason only is if you decide later on that you want to become an officer and you're in E6, E7 at this point, it's more rare at that stage of the game because when you become an O1, you're starting over job-wise in a new career you're going to be at the bottom of the totem pole again, regardless of how far you made in your enlisted career. You'll have respect and clout for your experience that you have, but you're starting fresh at a job where maybe some academy graduates or younger OCS graduates have a couple of years in the role that you're working. So they're going to be in charge of you at a lot of stuff. So that's why I encourage you to start earlier to be able to get into those roles earlier in your career and excel as far as you end up wanting to go that route of your career later on. It's it's very hard for people to make that transition at the E6, E7 level starting over compared to the E4, E5 level just because of like your state and like your responsibilities that you've had in your career at that time. So once you get to the E6, E7 level, more people become warrants at that stage of the game or senior chief, master chief route, of course. So why I'm saying this and that's important is maybe you're feeling, based on what I've just said, is that there's no way I can get my bachelor's degree before I make E6 with how fast the Coast Guard's advancing. Well, I'd say don't worry. You know, I've seen E6s become officers, great officers, and if you end up deciding that starting over as an 01 is not for you, then no sweat. Just keep working at that college degree and become a warrant. There's there's no issue with that. Or stay in the E7, go to E8 for senior chief, and go to E9 for master chief. Or do your 20 years, become a chief at E7, and separate and utilize that degree for a civilian job. There's so many different routes, and that's what I want to stress. But they're clouded and convoluted if you don't have the insider knowledge to the service. And that's what I wanted to try to provide today was that. So education-wise, you have any questions, let's talk about it. Um, go ahead and message my Instagram, Coast to Coasties, and I'll be happy to reply to you. I try as hard as I can to get to the messages as quickly as possible. I don't check it every day, so I apologize if it takes a couple days to get back. But... I really do want to see as many of you succeed as possible because I just feel that having a degree does make a difference. I know that there's a huge wave right now saying that we shouldn't be paying all ridiculous kinds of money and going into debt for college, and I'd honestly completely agree. Having been that person 
that went through college and had a bunch of student loan debt, it's a stress. And I was very fortunate to be through that period where you didn't have to pay on your loans. But having that as a monthly payment is a very big financial burden that not a lot of people want to be able to handle and starting out in the military as an E3, E4 can't. It's it's just it's too much. And so what I really want to encourage is just for people to maybe, you know, you want that college degree, but maybe going to college right away isn't the, the solution. Maybe it is. If you have your eyes dead set on being an officer, you know what you want to do. Like me, for instance, I knew prevention was what I wanted to do, inspections. Maybe going to college at first is for you if you line yourself up correctly to give yourself an advantageous opportunity to pursue that field. But the moral of the story is you're never too late to start going to college when it's right for you. And if you're in the service already and you're thinking about when to start tuition assistance, reach out to me. I, I really want to help you out and provide you everything I can. I I'm a big proponent about people striving to be the best versions of themselves and excelling. So let's talk. Um, if you have any more questions, comments, concerns about what I've stated, or if you have additional information, such as tuition assistance, you get to serve active duty two more years from the time you took that last tuition assistance course. So there's little nuggets like that, but rather than spewing all those because you're not going to remember all them, I'd say look up the resources, do your research, and the number one advice, pick a college that matches the tuition assistance amount. $250 per credit hour does not exceed that, like those ones I gave earlier in the episode, and get that free education. Huge world of difference, and congratulations for taking the step to think about your education and listening to this episode, and I hope you all succeed in whatever path you choose to take. And hope to see you out in the field hearing your stories about tuition assistance and the Coast Guard graduate program as much as, you know, feasibly possible. And I know I didn't mention the C-SPY program, but I covered that in an officer session source. So we'll save that one for another time when I get someone from C-SPY over here. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your holiday if you're listening to this on publishing day. Or if you're listening to it later on, enjoy whatever holiday comes next. Thanks.